Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast where we dive deeper into the topics we explore on our PI Collaborative's webcasts. I'm your host, Heather Forrest Ramirez, Program Director for Performance Improvement at Vizian. And in this episode, we'll talk about what we learned from our recent collaborative on how to utilize our patients. Joining us is a nationally recognized leader who helped us develop a comprehensive program to improve care for these patients. For the past 10 years and more, I have spent all day, every day learning and developing methods to reduce readmissions. And so I work nationally with hundreds of teams a year and I learn from them, what are you doing that's working? What are you doing that seemed like a good idea? but it's not working to get you the outcomes that you want. And so from all of this experience, I got to the group of people that quite honestly, most teams were ignoring. It was the high utilizers. Dr. Amy Batwell is an internal medicine hospitalist and the president of Collaborative Healthcare Strategies. She relates why she saw the need to begin working with multi-visit patients or MVPs. There's a conventional wisdom that says, the highest utilizers, there's nothing we can do for them. They're, quote, unimpactable. Well, as a readmission reduction leader, that just can't stand because what we learn from the numbers is that patients who have four or more admissions in the past year, they actually account for over 50% of all of the readmissions. And readmission teams are working hard every day to bring down readmissions, all-cause readmissions. And so we can't afford to ignore high utilizers or cut them out of our care transitions or care management programs just because someone called them unimpactable at some point in the past decade. These patients can go by the name high utilizers, frequent flyers, or multi-visit patients. But whatever the name, Dr. Botwell tells us how to define them in our practice. Multi-visit patients are purely defined by having a certain number of visits in the past year. You're an inpatient MVP if you've been admitted four or more times in the past year. And you're an emergency room MVP if you've had 10 or more ED visits in the past year. They have the combination of medical, behavioral health, and social issues that cause us to sometimes call these patients high needs or complex care. This is the group of people that we find by the simple flag of utilization. And this was the group of people that provided the focus for the Vizient Collaborative that included a variety of hospital participants joining together with Dr. Botwell to improve their care. 87 teams from 32 different states, and we certainly covered the entire bell curve of small rural hospitals through to quaternary academic medical centers. And there is something that is relevant and applicable in this MVP method for all of those types of teams. Because really what we're doing is we're changing patient care, and every hospital, every emergency room has high utilizers. She went on to explain the MVP method, what it involves, and how organizations can adapt it to their own environment. We don't call it a model of care in the sense that we give a nurse or staffing ratio and specific workflows or a specific model that needs to be replicated in a given system. Rather, we call it the MVP method because it's a set of concepts and processes and a way of going about implementing that will be locally adapted to your environment, whether you're working in an emergency room or a teaching hospital in the inpatient setting or anywhere in between. 
Collaborative participants saw crucial differences in this approach compared to the conventional approach they've used in the past. The truth was, these patients required participants to develop a new way of thinking and problem solving. So I like to describe the MVP method as having three essential components. Part one is a set of core concepts. And this really helps us talk about MVPs, who are they, what patients are we looking for, and to think about the fact that multi-visit patients are here, not as just a problem that we have to deal with, but rather the conceptual, one of the key conceptual pivots is that multiple visits to the acute care setting is a symptom. And in this way, we use our clinical skill set to say, well, then what's causing this issue? And we go about problem solving in a way that's highly credible and very relatable to the clinicians involved in the MVP care pathway. The key concepts that really help us frame shift and pivot into a new way of thinking and problem solving. Number two is what would be recognizable as the work of the collaborative, which is the clinical operational MVP care pathway that starts at the point of admission and continues all the way through discharge, management, post-discharge, and planning for what to do when that person comes back to us, because they will until we have solved the problem at hand. And so that's the work of the collaborative, building a care pathway. And then the third element that cannot be underestimated is the strategy of how to build the right MVP care pathway for our own organization in our own community. And that's the implementation strategy that makes this so relevant and adaptable to any given clinical environment. Once an organization buys into the components needed to carry out an MVP program, the next step is to begin identifying these patients as they access a system. Dr. Botwell describes how to approach this stage. Number one, recognize what you probably already know, which is every hospital, every emergency room has multi-visit patients. And so how do you go about knowing who that is? Let's bring these people out from either assuming we know who they are or they're in the shadows because we've decided there's not much more we can do for them. And so let's flag the chart and let's have a system of identifying these MVPs. And then other elements of the care process then flow from that in terms of figuring out what is bringing them in so very often, and then working specifically in a interdisciplinary way to problem solve very creatively, very out of the box, really stripping away a lot of the classic medical case management approaches to better meet people where they are behaviorally and socially. We want to identify MVPs when they present. We then want to assess the driver of utilization. We then want to effectively engage with the MVP to form a helpful, trusting relationship. We want to definitively link that MVP in real time on site to whatever next service or support they need. We want to form a reliable system of cross-continuum collaboration to manage and address that driver of utilization over time. And we want to plan for what to do when the MVP comes back to us in the form of an ED care plan or an ED care alert. One patient story exemplifies how addressing the driver of utilization can truly transform how we deliver care. There was a team in the collaborative that started to engage with the idea of getting to the bedside to identify the driver of utilization. 
And they started off with one of their most well-known of frequent flyers. Everybody in the hospital knew this gentleman and everybody had already long since decided there was really nothing that can be done. And he was just going to keep coming in for the rest of time. And this was a man in his 60s. He had heart failure and diabetes. And so it was easy to assume that his chronic disease self-management skills were not that good. And that was what was bringing him back into the hospital time and time again. But they soon came to realize that the man was a very heavy drinker and clearly had an alcohol use disorder issue. And, you know, in that context, certainly managing diabetes and heart failure are priorities that are well off of his radar screen in his day-to-day life. And so he would come back with what's looked like diabetes or heart failure being out of whack, but really the driver of utilization was his alcohol use. And so the team, they went with the coaching to have a consistent and transparent conversation with him about that. And to be sure, at the beginning, the man, as uh, many would, said it wasn't that bad and he didn't need help. But what we teach in the MVP method is that we need to be consistent, patient, proactive, and persistent. And so they did. Each time he came back, they picked up where they left off and they talked to him about, well, how's your drinking right now? And they build trust with him because he really started to realize they know him. They know the real story of his life. And they're not just talking at him about heart failure meds and diabetes management. And over a few more hospitalizations, he became agreeable to cutting back. And over the couple months of the collaborative, they then reported back to us that he wasn't coming. He hadn't been back to the hospital. And in fact, they were so shocked. This was such a change that they actually went looking for him in the community because they thought something bad had happened to him. And they came to find out that he had not only cut back on his drinking, but he had entered a recovery program. He had a sponsor. He was re-engaging with the community. And so he didn't need to come to the hospital for the type of social support or respite from the troubles of his life like he used to. And he was now literally stable, doing much better in the community and no longer a multi-visit patient at their hospital. And I remember when Heather and I first heard this story, the leads of that MVP team, their voices were cracking because they realized that they really, truly transformed his life. It was very moving and meaningful and a story that I know I'll take away from the collaborative and keep with me. That's all the time we have for this edition of Knowledge on the Go. I want to thank Dr. Amy Botwell for joining us on this podcast. And thanks to you, our listeners, for taking the time to join in as well. And please look for future Knowledge on the Go podcasts. For Busy I'm Heather Forrest Ramirez. Thanks again for listening. 